Comedy LOL Podcast Network. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Brandon Bonanza Podcast. This is episode number 17 and I am Brandon. This is Bob Bonanza. And today I'm continuing my series entitled Freedom Yeah Right. This is part two, school. So if you're listening now and you want to follow along on my blog as I read the article, go to morelawsmoreproblems.com. Or you can go to ComedyLOL.com and click on my blog. And we're going to start from the top. There's a picture right there of uh, Charles Island from Silver Sands. Follow me on Instagram. Okay. Starting this series with the topic of war may not seem like a big surprise. Trading freedom for safety seems to be a theme found often in the pages of history. It seems doubtful, however that the topic of this article would make the board on Family Feud if they surveyed 100 people and asked them, what actions does your government partake in that makes you less free? I would say, school! And then they would say, survey says, School? You mean that lovely institution that our noble government provides absolutely free? The one that our children are forced to attend? Or else? Yes, guys, that's the one. According to the late John Taylor Gatto, author of Dumbing Us Down, the answer was yes. But why should anyone listen to that guy? Well, in his book, Gatto says, and I quote, I've worked as a New York City school teacher for the past 30 years, teaching for some of that time elite children from Manhattan's Upper West Side between Lincoln Center, where Opera is, and Columbia University, where the defense contracts are, and teaching in most recent years children from Harlem and Spanish Harlem whose lives are shaped by the dangerous undercurrents of the industrial city in decay. End quote. During this time, Gatto discovered a pattern which eventually led him to introduce a different way of teaching, a method that unlocked the unseen potential in many of his students, regardless of where they were from. He was named New York City Teacher of the Year in 1989, 9091, as well as Teacher of the Year for the entire state of New York in 1991. Gatto then resigned in protest by writing an article for the Wall Street Journal entitled, I Quit, I Think. Then he proceeded to write books such as Dumbing Us Down, The Underground History of American Education, Weapons of Mass Instruction, and more. And then I provide the links to all those books. If this is something that interests you at all, definitely check them out, especially Doming Us Down. I just got finished reading it. Great book. The first is a very easy read, and now I'm talking about Doming Us Down. It's a very easy read, around 100 pages. If reading isn't your thing, or even if it is, you can watch Richard Grove interview John Taylor Gatto in The Ultimate History Lesson for free on YouTube. And then I put a link right there. In chapter one of Dumbing Us Down, Gatto says, quote, seven lessons are universally taught from Harlem to the Hollywood Hills. Before listing these lessons, Gatto says, these are the things I teach. These are the things you pay me to teach. Make of them what you will. These seven lessons are confusion, class position, indifference, emotional dependency, intellectual dependency, provisional self-esteem, and one can't hide. Each lesson has a great description in the book. Here is an expert, <laughs> expert, here is an excerpt from the one can't hide lesson. Quote, this is Gatto saying this, quote, 
I teach students that they are always watched, that each is under constant surveillance by me and my colleagues. There are no private spaces for children. There is no private time. Students are encouraged to tattle on each other or even tattle on their own parents. End quote. Sounds a lot like life in the old Soviet Union. Yet if most Americans reflect back on their own years in school, it seems pretty likely they'd remember being taught this very same lesson over and over again. Does this sound like the behavior of a free society? Okay, guys, so I'm pausing from the article. This is where I'm going to make my first claim here that school does not make us free or makes us less free because of the way uh, that people are taught. You know, it's very, very disturbing. It sounds more like a um, like a totalitarian society, not like a free society. Okay, one could argue that because they are children, it's different. Children don't have the same rights and need strict supervision in large groups. Everyone has a different opinion, and this could easily become an argument that gets bogged down because of beliefs. The real question is, why teach this in the first place? Simply to keep order in the classroom? Asking these questions is the first step that leads into a giant rabbit hole, which very much sounds like a wacky conspiracy, but it's all out in the open. And then I have a picture that I took from the inside of St. Patrick's Cathedral, New York City, when I was there a couple weeks ago. Again, follow me on Instagram. Okay, continuing from the article. Here goes the super condensed version. In 1806, Napoleon, with a volunteer army, defeats Prussia, which had a professional army. The higher-ups in Prussia, which later on basically becomes Germany, realized that they need a new way to make better armies. So after much research and experimentation, they heavily modified their current schooling system in order to make children into good soldiers. Later, some very wealthy and important people in the United States thought it would be a good idea to import this system into their own country. Not to make good soldiers as much as to make good factory workers, but good soldiers were produced nonetheless. And that's another story. In his book, Gatto argues that this system has destroyed much of the independence and ingenuity that once existed in the American people and in the way they made a living, or in the way they make a living. I guess I could change that to made. It's hard to argue against this point. Equally as hard to argue that this has not made the American people less free. So this is my second argument about how schools are making us less free. Then I continue, especially when that same that same system persists in U.S. schools today. Exactly. Why is it still going on? Okay, continuing. One story you won't hear in a U.S. school history class today is one which Gatto tells in Chapter 2 of Dumbing Us Down. Quote, Our form of compulsory schooling is an invention of the state of Massachusetts around 1850. It was resisted sometimes with guns, by an estimated 80% of the Massachusetts population. The last outpost in Barnstable on Cape Cod held out until the 1880s, when the area was seized by militia and children marched to school under guard. End quote. Still feel free. Do you? Do you still? Do you still feel free? That's creepy AF, guys. They sent a militia in there to send the kids to school with guns. 
That does not sound like a free society. Okay, what can be done? Well, I suggest you educate yourself. Share the knowledge. Don't go out and start yelling at teachers. That's a bad idea. It's doubtful that most even know anything about the history of the schooling system. If you have children, look into alternative options. Read books, research. It's the internet age. There's no excuse for ignorance. That's the end of my article. And I would like to continue by saying that this is a rabbit hole that you can look into for hours. It's insane. There's some really good videos, some really good books. And if this interests you at all, I would definitely start with the podcast that I link to on YouTube where Richard Grove is interviewing John Taylor Gatto. It's called The Ultimate History Lesson. And uh, a little tip, what I did, there's a version you can find that's sped up because John Taylor Gatto kind of talks slowly. He's a little older in this. But what you could do is either find the sped up version or just speed it up yourself on YouTube. I sped up to like one and a half times. It was perfect. But maybe that's just because I have ADD and I can also probably blame that on our schooling system. So definitely check that out. It's very interesting. Um, there's a lot that I left out in this article because what I want to do with this whole series is just bring these little bits of information. And it's kind of like I'm trying to throw little rocks and pebbles in the gears to throw the gears off, if that makes any sense. Like like a, a little wrench thrown in there in the works and just uh, mess everything up. And because... When you read stuff like this, and and um, it sounds pretty unbelievable, but then when you look into it and you see that it's true, then you're like, wow. Well, for me, that's how it was anyway. So I'm just hoping that I can reach people, and it's the same way for them, I think. One of the other crazier aspects that I didn't really get to uh, talk about in this article, but when John Taylor Gatto is talking about how schools are set up in the way um, it's actually one of the other seven lessons that he taught, and it was confusion. And it, he talks about the way that they have the bell set up and how you have one period, so you're focusing on one thing, and then a bell goes off, and you have to run and then focus to another one. No matter what you're doing, you have to drop what you're doing. So it really creates this confusion and chaos in a person. And it's actually a way to train people and to break people down and it's similar to what the military does in their training so it's really crazy that they all this knowledge this is all known you can research it all but it's still used in our school system today so that's just another aspect that i thought i would bring up that was very interesting to me but definitely check out the book like i said it's um it's right around 100 pages very easy to read i think it was like 10 bucks and since this is kind of a short episode i thought i would give you guys a little bit of an update, if you want, on what's going on with Syria. So Trump announced a couple weeks ago, right before the holidays, that he was going to pull all the troops out of Syria. Now, he had done, said this before, and then something would happen, and then he would keep the troops. Then he said it again a couple months later. So basically now he's back to it. He said, we're going to pull the troops out. And then it looks like... Lindsey Graham came out against that movement. A lot of the left came out against that movement. Um, John Bolton actually said in statements that uh, this isn't true, that we're not going to pull out until ISIS is totally defeated and 
until I guess Iran pulls out. But then Trump reiterated, said we're going to pull out. So just to address the issue that Lindsey Graham, Senator, Senator Lindsey Graham, has about the Kurds, his beef is that we can't leave because what we're doing now in Syria is we're backing the Kurds. So just to give you an idea, if you want to um, Google a map of Syria, I'll wait, go ahead, Google it. And you can get a look at Syria, and then up at the north, you could see that it borders with Turkey, and there are these group of people, the Kurds, who exist um, in the northern parts of Syria, and then there's also Kurds in the southern part of Turkey. So to back up a little bit on Syria, just to give you an idea of what was going on there, there was a civil war going on that it looks like the U.S. government under when Barack Obama was president, uh, looks like the CIA was in there backing uh, one group or another to try to destabilize the area because it looked like they wanted to try to topple Bashar al-Assad or Assad, uh, I guess, dictator of Syria. And that didn't really work out well. What happened was uh, the dictator of Syria, he called in his good friends, the Russians and the Iranians to help him because there's these jihadis that were trying to cause a civil war. So he called them in. And then when this happened, like I, then you go back to the Kurds is this group of people who live in Northern Syria and Southern Turkey. And they're historically this group that have been um, separated from Syria or Turkey. And they've always kind of wanted their own Kurdistan. And the way the whole geography of the Middle East works, it goes back to world war one, the British, then world war two, and basically us cutting up the land. So it doesn't always work out how it should, you know, and these, these brutal regimes are in place like Saddam Hussein in Iraq was in place holding these parts together with an iron fist. Okay. So that's basically what was going on, but the Kurds always kind of wanted their independence. And even in the Iraq war, we were going to try to back them and help them. So in Syria, the, the forces and the troops that were there were helping the Kurds in their aims. Okay. So the fear was if the United States pulled out, then Turkey would take retribution on the Kurds because the Kurds were trying, like I said, to get their own Kurdistan, which would take part of Turkey and then part of Syria. So Erdogan, who is the leader of Turkey, feels threatened that he has this going on on his southern border. Okay, so to get that idea, so you can kind of get an idea of what's going on. So everyone is worried and Lindsey Graham was worried that if the United States pulls out, they're going to go in and massacre the Kurds. And this is an occurrence that's happened before the United States has backed the Kurds and pulled out, like I said, in Iraq. So um, there were some that have always seen this coming. But what you don't understand and what everyone's not telling you is that the Kurds are working with the Syrian government. The Kurds in Syria are working with the Syrian government to make a deal so they can come back under the protection of the Syrian government against the Kurds. And Russia is also looking at uh, making a deal. It looks like Turkey isn't really on board with that. But if the United States pulls out and Syria is able to help the Kurds, then there's nothing they can really do. Things are kind of got, they're going to go back to the way they were. This is what everyone is hoping is going to go on. So if you look at intervention in a sense, if the United States wasn't there, to help the Kurds, they would have to rely on the Syrians just as they always had 
and there wouldn't be this imbalance in the region. So that's why I think we should pull the troops out. I mean, you know, it's not making us any free. Like I said in the last episode, if you are a person who joined the military to protect this country, you don't need to be in Syria to try to affect a civil war. No, thank you. We need them back here to protect us and keep their families safe. Okay. So uh, if you have any questions or comments or anything else you want me to talk about, you can hit me up, Brandon, at ComedyLOL.com. And my blog is at MoreLawsMoreProblems.com. And also, I just set up, you can go to Brandon'sPodcast.com, and that will bring you right to Comedy LOL. So um, you can support the show by, by pledging to us on Patreon. So you go to Patreon, you could subscribe for $1 to $5 to $10 a month to $1 million a month, whatever you want to do. You could subscribe there, and that will give you the Paddle to Sad podcast now, which I'm on, as well as other bonuses and extras. All right, guys, thank you for listening. Until next time. Comedy, LOL, Podcast Network.